Welcome back to Love, Lust, and Magic. I am so excited to share this second solo episode that I've recorded on one of my favorite things, which is all about being a spicy witch and sex magic. In this episode, I dive into what I've learned in a near decade of being devoted to my eroticism and sexuality in a spiritual context. I share about thief that comparison is about the power that comes from turning your sexuality into a devotional act and offering i share about how your kinks and fetishes have a place in your spiritual and magical practice and how the greatest gift you can give your own spicy witch practice is being yourself The day that this comes out, February 2nd, is also my 30th birthday, so this feels really, really potent to share as it is a culmination of so much that I've learned in my 20s um, as a witch, as a slut, and as somebody who just revels in the magic of the erotic of flesh and of sexuality as a way to meet the divine. So I hope you like this. Just a trigger warning, I do talk about working with this energy if you're healing from assault um, or some kind of abuse. And I also talk about kinks and fetishes. So if this is not something that you feel comfortable with, no pressure. I'll see you next week. And if this is something that you listen to, I hope you enjoy it. And I'll see you on the other side. The first thing that I've learned as being a spicy witch or sex witch is that there's no one way to be a sex witch or slut. And what I mean by sex witch, what I mean by sex magic is I mean working with sexual energy through orgasm, through movement, through breath to channel and to use this energy for a desired outcome, to use it as a tool for transformation. So When you're practicing sex magic, you can use your orgasms to manifest. You can use your orgasms to heal. You can use sexual energy that you're raising to release something, to burn it away. Sexual sexual energy is life energy. It's the energy of creation. So it is really supportive of bringing things into existence, whether it's a freaking real baby or not. You know, you can bring in creative projects or new visions of self into the world through sex magic but you can also use that kind of erotic alchemy to to burn away to release to let go of old patterns of what no longer is working for you so when i say sex magic i really mean a spiritual relationship with your sexual energy that you are working with transforming moving through for a desired intention and there's no one way to do this there's no one way to be a sex witch there's no one way to be a slut And I think that starting off this journey, just having that in mind is really important because because of social media, because of books, because of TikTok, because of Instagram, there is it's really fucking easy to compare. It's really easy to compare your highlight, your life to somebody else's highlight reel on their social media account and to see that, oh, well, they're doing their sex magic practice this way or they're sharing about this thing or they're, you know, um, posting this thing like 
as much as you can, just release the idea that there's one way to do this because sexuality is infinite. It is divine. And because of that, each of our own relationships to sexuality, what sex means to us, however we define that, however we live it, is going to be personal. It's, you know, we're all reflections of the divine and there are infinite expressions of that numinousness. And our sex lives are a microcosm of that. They're a reflection of our own relationship to the divine, to ourselves. And the less that you judge yourself versus like how other people are doing it, the better. For me, um, that means that, you know, for me, like I am not, you know, my sluttiness is something that I've, I've struggled with on and off, both feelings of shame for being too prude when I was younger and feelings of shame when I'm being too slutty. I've written a lot about this on Diary of a Sacred Slut and my journey with sex, which sex witchiness with spicy witchcraft is similar. You know, there's a lot of kind of versions of how to do things and there's no one right way as long as your sex magic practice is consensual and it's honoring your truth then that's what's important your sluttiness your sexiness your spicy witchcraft doesn't have to look like anybody else's to be valid and that means that it's going to take time for you and it's going to take work to do the digging to do the uncovering of your own desires, of what feels relevant for you, of what doesn't feel relevant for you. Because if you're just taking what other people say, whether it's a t another teacher or you're reading my book, like if you're just taking that at face value, you're not honoring your depth. You're not honoring all the magnificent, multifaceted aspects of your divine eroticism. Your life, your interests, your aesthetic choices, what feels good to you in your body should all inform your sex magic practice. And what I mean by this is things like the music that you play, what gets you turned on, how you raise your sexual energy through masturbating or kink or movement. All of these things should be yours and what feels good for you. And that's not necessarily what's going to be right for somebody else. And the more that you can just release the idea of what the practice needs to look like to be valid, the better. Because you can have an amazing sex magic practice and not orgasm. You can maybe live with anorgasmia and you don't orgasm a lot or ever and still be a sex witch. Or maybe your sex magic practice means celibacy. Or maybe it means being in a committed partnership and exploring this idea of sacred marriage or divine union with a lover. Or maybe it means just being slutty and trying new things and sleeping with different people to see what resonates with you always practicing safe sex we are safe sluts in this house we use protection we get checked and tested for stds and stis and we have those conversations with new partners before we have sex with them just a reminder but the more that you can use what inspires you as fodder for like figuring out what brings you pleasure and what turns you on, the more that you can add that to your sex magic practice. So just because somebody else is doing something doesn't mean you have to. And I know that it's annoying and can be hard to like have those moments of comparison, but remember that nobody else is you period. So the more that you can be you and the more that you can be in your own lane, nobody is going to be able to compare. So just keep doing you, babe, and remembering that there's no one way to do this. And if your slut magic practice is, you know, you're still in the beginning stages of it, totally use 
you know, field research and do your due diligence of trying different things and researching and trying different practices and different traditions or, you know, whatever it is to figure out what you like, take what serves you and leave the rest. Um, another lesson that I learned as a spicy witch is that sexuality can be a part of your devotion. Your sexuality, your pleasure, your sex life all have space within your magical practice. It is actually a really recent idea that sexuality and spirituality are divorced. Um, in tantric Buddhism, in the Tao and Taoism, in um, Kabbalistic Judaism, in Gnostic Christianity, in Hinduism, in paganism, and all these ancient traditions around the world, you see a reverence for sexuality. You see a reverence for sensuality, for eroticism, because these are avenues to bring forth the divine. There is a reason that sex feels good. I mean, every other animal procreates, but humans have, you know, organs that make it feel good. There is a reason for that. And your sexuality and your connection to sexuality may not be important to you as part of your magical practice. You might be listening to this and not be able to relate, and that's totally fine. But my feeling is if you're listening to this episode, then you have this connection to eroticism, to pleasure, to sexuality, and you probably already know the powers of working with this energy as a part of your magical practice. And your sexuality, your sex life, whether you're partnered or single or poly or asexual or aromantic, whatever it is, your connection to your body, to pleasure, to that energy of life within you has a place in your magical practice. It does not have to be separate. And your devotion to feeling in your body, to using pleasure as a means of connecting with the divine, as a means of transforming your inner and outer world, absolutely has a place in your devotion. I wrote Sacred Sex because I am so passionate about this idea that your sexuality can be a pillar in your magical practice. They don't have to be divorced. And it's not even anything crazy. You don't have to be having sex all the time. You don't have to be masturbating all the time. It's an awareness of the force of life within you. It's an awareness of what feels good in your body, of what brings you pleasure, of what connects you to something greater than yourself. For me, that is very much tied to my devotion to the goddess of love and lust. But for you, it might be that you feel this deep well of connection and pleasure to all life when you're walking outside or when you're playing guitar or when you're, you know, moving your body and dancing. You can take that energy and that energy of orgasmic bliss and you can use it to feed your devotion. You can use it as a central pillar of your magical practice by honoring it as such, by making space in your ritual practice as such, by honoring that through creating a container, by lighting your ritual candles, by turning, you know, something that brings you pleasure like self-massage or movement or orgasm, masturbation, and by creating a sacred container around it, lighting your candles, meditating, cleansing yourself, speaking out loud your intention, and then focusing on the energy and sending it out to you know, the gods, the goddess, the universe through the crown of your head to a candle through your body, whatever it is. And this kind of goes with another thing that I've learned that 
sex magic is more than just having sex. I think these two ideas of sexuality being a part of a devotional practice and sex, sex magic being more than sex are really connected because it's an awareness that you bring to your spirituality and to your sexuality. It's an awareness of recognizing that your sexuality is sacred, that that is an energy that is woven throughout life. Um, I call this energy the divine erotic. I think of it as kundalini or shakti energy, this connective tissue in the universe that brings forth everything that is incredibly erotic, that is alive and passionate and expansive and intuitive and restorative. It's all of these things, all of these ebbs and flows. When you honor your sexuality's devotion, that mean when you honor your sexuality's as devotion or with devotion as part of a devotional practice as a part of a spiritual practice that means that in your day-to-day -day life you are connecting to that part of yourself you are bringing awareness to it you are seeing what in your daily life brings you pleasure you are feeling in your body when something turns you on or when there's a contraction and something doesn't feel good and you're honoring that and you're bringing this awareness back to whatever you're devoted to, whether it's your higher self, whether it's your holy guardian angel, whether it's a goddess or a god. Your sexuality can be a guiding force and it is important for you to fi find out what resonates with you because it might not be the goddess. It might just be energy and that's beautiful. And because we're witches, that means that we bring this devotion into a magical practice. We pull tarot cards around it. We journal around it. On the full moon and the new moon, you might consider working with orgasms to support your intentions. When you're going on a date, whether it's a first date or a date with um, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, partners, whatever it is, wife, husband, doesn't matter, baby, you know, you're bringing this awareness of presence and of honoring the divine as you connect to your sexuality. I really think that a really or i know that a powerful moment in my transformation of understanding of what sex magic is for me was when i was in the bathtub i had just written like a hundred times um an affirmation about being a goddess like living as a goddess being an embodiment of the goddess and i got in the bath after this and i was like wow like i am the goddess incarnated having a human experience because it's easy to like think that, but when you embody it, it's like the gods, spirit, the goddess are energetic beings. They're archetypes. In the Kabbalistic scheme of the universe, they live in the land of thought, of Yitzhira. They are not manifested on the physical plane. So when we are incarnated as human beings, we have this incredible gift of being able to feel, to touch, to taste, to smell, to hear, to see. We are the divine incarnated in a physical reality. And when we remember this and we bring this awareness into our sex life, then we are allowing the divine to have this incredible act of pleasure and of connection. Um, and bringing that and using that awareness as being a goddess or God, having sex, masturbating, feeling pleasure is such an incredible shift in the dichotomy or a shift in the perspective. Um, and it's a really powerful and easy way to step into your sovereignty as a spicy witch. So something else that I've learned is that orgasms and pleasure are offerings. 
These things feel amazing. And just like we are the divine having this human experience, when we orgasm, when we feel pleasure, we can simply offer this to ourselves, to the universe, to a god or goddess, right? Like to Venus or to Inanna or to Eros or to the cosmos. We can work with this energy. And yes, obviously, creating a whole ritual around this is going to be even more powerful but you can literally just have a quickie and as you're coming or getting as close as you can to come to orgasm, just visualizing this energy moving out your spine, up your spine, through the crown of your head into the cosmos, just affirming this is an offering to blank. Or you can send the energy through your body and offer that energy to yourself. When we experience pleasure and orgasms, obviously when I talk about this stuff, y'all, I'm always talking about either solo or between consenting adults, period. When you are in this state, you enter an altered state. Your consciousness shifts a lot like when you're in ritual or when you're getting spanked really hard, like subspace. Your mind and perspective shift. You end up in a vaguely different level of reality than you were, than you were through orgasm, through pleasure. And you can take this and share it. That can be an an offering. And especially if you're working with a goddess, the goddess, a goddess of love or lust, a god of love or sex or lust, this is a really, really potent way to share that. Um, and I love offering my orgasms to Venus, to the goddess. And it's like, it, you know, that takes your sex magic level, sex magic practice to another level because it's not just transactional. You're not just like, masturbating and asking for things from the gods you're like i'm so grateful to have this body to be in pleasure to be in the state of expansive bliss to be in this altered state and i'm sending this to you goddess divine god as a thank you it's really really powerful um and if you have any kind of sexual secretion whether it's you know vaginal juices or semen you can offer this as an offering as well. You can anoint yourself, your third eye, your heart, your womb. Um, you can anoint a candle. You can ingest this. You can, you know, like literally eat it as a way of imbibing this divine nectar, this Amrita, this sacred energy. When you take it back into yourself, it's just kind of like making this beautiful loop of offering and of devotion. But if you're offering to a god or goddess, you can anoint a candle um, or, you know, like, I don't really think you should like leave some come on your altar just because it's going to get really <laughs> like gross and, you know, powdery and dry up. Ugh. But you can totally just take a little bit of your secretions and you know, anoint a candle or ingest it as an offering to the goddess, you know, allowing or the divine letting them know what you're doing. Um, so another thing that I've learned as a spicy witch is that internalized slut shame is real. We hear a lot about slut shaming from the outside world that's so real and that is another beast honestly the more you can just say fuck it and do what you want hold up a middle finger and do what you want the easier it's gonna be what i have found to be more difficult is 
the messaging that we've internalized, the messaging that says you're too much, you're not enough, you're doing too much, why do you have to do this thing? For me, it comes up a lot more around my um, journey with sex work and my sluttiness that way and in my personal life, but it is very much tied to my spicy witchcraft because my sluttiness is for goddess. I do it all for her. When I'm doing something slutty and I'm expressing myself as a goddess of love and lust, I have that devotion in my heart and in my mind's eye and in my womb and in my body and in all parts of myself. And that transforms whatever I do into a magical act. There's awareness there. There's intention. There's an alchemical offering transmutation, but I still feel shame. If I do something, um, if I have sex a certain way, if I share a part of myself, there will be this kind of nagging inside that says I shouldn't have done that. There is, you know, that that is real and your journey is going to be different. It's going to be unique, but just know that if that comes up, if there is this kind of pain or embarrassment or shame around working with your sexuality, owning your sexuality, living your sexuality, expressing your sexuality, just take a deep breath and remember that the greatest gift that you have is to be yourself in this life, to be completely authentic with who you are. And if it is your path to be sexually expressed, if that feels incredible, healing, enjoyable, fun, inspiring, then fucking do it. Not everybody is going to be attracted to the same paths that we are. Not everybody's going to be interested in witchcraft or ceremonial magic or sex magic. If you have an inkling and you have a desire to explore these paths, to, to be a seeker on this path, then that is all the invitation you need. And I really do feel like with sex magic, with spicy magic with erotic witchcraft if you're sharing publicly which you in no way shape or form have to do you can keep everything sub rosa and honestly i think keeping a lot of this for yourself or for your part you and your partner who if you're exploring sex magic with somebody is really beautiful um but even then the slut shaming the internalized slut shaming can still pop up especially if you want to try sex magic and you want to try it with a partner and they don't understand and they're you know maybe have some reservations or judgments it's really easy to internalize that just know you're fucking worthy fuck anybody who says that you can't be respected and be a sex witch or a slut um, you can absolutely be both and a woman, a man, a person, non-binary person, whatever identity you live as you have, you do not have to be modest in order to be respected. You are so allowed to be a sex witch and to be open about it and to be proud of it. And if you choose not to, babes, that's totally fucking okay too. Woo! Okay, let's keep going. So like I've mentioned, and like I just want to fucking reiterate, sex magic is about more than sex. It is a way of relating to the energy of eroticism and sexuality in your day-to-day -day life. That means bringing awareness to it and honoring it and spending time with it. This is when a daily practice becomes really important because it's not just something that you're doing on the full moon or the new moon 
or the sabbaths like the solstices and the equinoxes it becomes an everyday thing and the more that you have that discipline of spending 5 10 20 30 40 minutes a day connecting to your magic meditating visualizing working with sex magic the more potent it becomes sex magic is a way of working with erotic energy that can be having sex and masturbating but it can also be finding what brings you pleasure in your day-to-day life working with magic that um, moves energy through your body it can be doing something kind for yourself like taking a bath with you know, herbs like maybe Damiana for um, divine horniness, uh, aphrodisiac, or which connects you to your sexual energy or lavender for healing. It's more than anything when sex magic becomes about more than sex, it's a conversation with how you're feeling in the moment because you are not going to be on your sex goddess ship every day, all day, 24 seven. Not even I am. The only being who's on her sex goddess shit 24 7 is a sex goddess like venus and you know what she's also the goddess of war so i bet that she doesn't even have her fucking shit on lock like that all the time sorry venus i love you but really allowing your sex magic practice to be about more than sex is a way of connecting to however you're feeling in the moment there are going to be times when you're not horny at all when life is lifing when you're healing and your focus is not on your sexual energy. And there are gonna be times when you're so horny, it drives you insane and you need to channel it to something greater than just having sex. That is when your sex magic practice kicks off. And this kind of goes along with one of the other things that I've learned being a spicy witch. And that is that meditation and breath work and visualization can infinitely help your sex magic practice by allowing you to get in tune with the energy in your body and with helping you move it through your body. Breath work and visualization of sending energy from your root chakra or the base of your spine up your spine to your third eye are infinitely supportive of sex magic. Like I feel like doing meditations and working with your sacral energy your root chakra energy doing what are called bandhas or energy locks holding in and pretty much doing a kegel to hold the energy in your body to not let it leave breathing energy up your spine to different energy centers moving it through your body or and then beginning to masturbate and do this using a vibrator or your hand and you know feeling pleasure as you continue to focus on moving energy through your body that's going to help you so much when you're practicing sex magic both solo being able to send it up your spine at the time of orgasm or the time when you get so close you get the closest possible and also when you're in practicing sex magic with somebody else moving energy through your body is what's going to take your sex practice both modern sex magic and sex sorcery and spirit are really really good resources for this kind of work and of course my book sacred sex i have a lot of meditations in there as well but again it's about more than just masturbating and having sex it's about relating to your sexuality your sexual energy knowing your desires perhaps devoting this to a goddess to an archetype to a vision of self to your higher self and it's also about finding pleasure in the day-to-day finding what turns you on taking the time to explore your desires your kinks your fetishes 
all of that and bringing a spiritual awareness to your sexual energy. What feels really good in my body? What doesn't? How can I bring my breath and awareness to move this through me? Um, when you're in meditation, you'll be able to find where your energy is getting blocked. And a lot of the time, when you have a blockage at a certain part of your body, that's that's something to work on. There's something that needs to be released. I think a lot of people with uteruses um, and a lot of women in general have a lot of blockages in their wombs. We are, if you have grown up as a woman, if you've grown up with a pussy or as a, with a uterus, there is a lot of policing. There's a lot of violence, even if you're not being the one that's violated there is just we're forced to disconnect from the wisdom of of this space within us that everybody has um and working with these meditations allowing that to be part of the practice is just as much a part of a sex magic practice as actually masturbating if you are somebody who has survived sexual abuse sexual assault anything like that then your work with sex magic may at first be a gentle touch to yourself, a massage, working with meditations with the ocean, allowing the ebb and flow to remind you that sexuality is ebbing and flowing. And that just because you're not ready for penetration or for orgasm today does not mean that anything's wrong with you. And that means that those tides will turn and you'll be ready in another time. All of the preparation for the actual act of penetration or sex or masturbation is just as important as the sex or masturbation. And that connection to your pleasure and to your body can be a part of your sex magic practice because your sexuality, your eroticism, and your sensuality are more than just having sex. And with that being said, I also want to encourage anybody listening who is wanting to start a sex magic practice to begin their sex magic practice solo. Please, I beg of you, I don't care that you have a fucking partner of 20 years who you have banging sex with or that you have a boyfriend who gives you the best orgasms of your life. Your relationship to your sexuality is yours. And you know what? Maybe this should have been the first thing that I've said on this episode. Your relationship to your sexuality is yours. It does not matter if you're single or if you're married or if you're poly or if you're divorced or if you're widowed. Your sexuality is yours. Say that again. Write it on your forehead. Um, Core of Babylon style. And just remember that your sexuality is yours. And what I mean by that is that nobody can take it away from you. It's not contingent on anybody. You are a spicy witch, a sacred slut, whatever verbiage you want to use, no matter if you're in relationship or not. And it is not contingent on how much sex you have or hadn't had. Your sexuality is yours. And when you begin a sex magic practice as a way to connect to your own erotic energy, as a way to honor your own erotic energy, as a way to be in your own erotic energy, it only makes it easier for you to share that with somebody else. And it can even mean taking the time to explore what kind of touch you like, what feels good, where you have you know, some blockages around intimacy or touch, where you are really open to intimacy and touch. And more than anything, that foundation of connection to yourself 
will allow you to ask for what you want and communicate more clearly when it comes time to do sex magic with somebody else. And the more that you get to know the way this energy flows through your body by yourself, the easier it's going to be to share. Um, I really feel like having your own sex magic practice is really important, especially in relationships. So you can remember who the fuck you are and you can remember that you are divine and you can remember that this is yours and that's it. You got to share it with other people, but it does not belong to anybody else. And obviously, listen, guys, I'm very kinky. I am, you know, in multiple or in a couple different power dynamics. I understand what it means to be like, this is yours. Here you go, daddy. My sexuality, my holes are yours. That's not what I'm talking about because for you to share your sexuality or energy in that way, you have to belong to yourself first. You have to know that it belongs to you to share it, to give it willingly. And at the end of the day, it's still yours, babes. So remember that nobody can take this away from you. Um, and also with that, there's no rush at all. If you've never practiced sex magic or you're just, you know, maybe like starting on your sex journey, there's no rush to do this. And again, I think that's where having a solo sex magic practice comes in handy because you're not going to just match with the first person on hinge and be like, let's do sex magic together. It's not going to end well. Sexual energy is very intimate. And I'm not saying that you can't have casual sex and be a slut and practice sex magic. You totally can. But when you're engaging with sex magic with somebody else, in my opinion, it's always better to do it with perfect love and perfect trust. And I don't mean you have to be in love with somebody. And I don't mean you have to, you know, like, all I mean by that is that there is love and trust between the person that you're sharing this with. That trust will allow you to open. And that your practice with yourself, your sex magic practice with yourself, doing that with yourself, raising the energy with yourself, getting comfortable with that yourself means that you don't have to rush and just find any person. The more that you engage with this practice yourself and honor what feels right for you, the more that you're going to be vibrating on a level where that partner who is on that same level is going to come to you and it takes time it really took me almost seven or eight years of sex magic to find a partner to practice sex magic with and you know it's been slow going but my relationship with my sexuality is rooted in myself and i wasn't going to rush and let somebody in to this temple just for them to not be aware of their own energy or muck me up with their psychic wounds you know so i always 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 recommend practicing sex magic solo to start with um i think that's just a lot better safer and easier and one more thing that I've learned because I could keep going on and on. One of the biggest things I've learned as a spicy witch is that your fetishes and kinks have a space in your practice. Listen, y'all, I live in LA, witchy capital of the country, in my opinion, really occult, really esoteric. And there's also a really big wellness scene here. And one of the things that I've noticed both in LA and just in general is there's this kind of like holier than thou energy with sex with a lot of people who are like yogis or spiritual or healers. And they're like, 
and you know i you see this in buddhism too there's this kind of idea that desires are bad and that you know to like want to have sex is bad and sex is bad blah 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 and then you also see a lot of gurus and a lot of cult leaders taking advantage of their followers and abusing them sexually it's complicated but sex and spirit like i've said have been mates for eons truly before since before christ and him and you know what i'm not even a christian but i do believe that jesus and mary magdalene were were uh sex magic partners that they were working with sexual energy anyway read the magdalene manuscripts if that piqued your interest but your sexuality is sacred it does not make you any less spiritual or witchy to honor your sexuality and in fact witchcraft is erotic it is working with sexual energy, working with the energy of life and death, of death and rebirth, of transformation, of inspiration and of will. This is sex. This is sexual energy. And your desires and what feels good to you, if they're done with reverence and devotion, have a space in your sex magic practice. Um, I am incredibly kinky or very fascinated by, and very fascinated by kink. Um, it's one of my muses and my exploration of submission and of bondage and of impact play and of blood play and needle play are these are all tools that i can work with in my sex magic practice i can spank myself or have a partner spank me i can work with needles as an offering for the dark goddess as a way of use of giving a blood sacrifice i can work with bondage to tie me and bind me to an intention and i can use spanking to raise the energy in a working there's a lot of ways to incorporate bdsm into your sex magic practice and my beautiful friend and guest on this podcast Shade de amor and i led a whole um class called solo kink um solo uh self-seduction solo kink for healing and self-empowerment where we share different mo ways to work with kink for healing and self-empowerment and uh, there's a whole chapter in this in sacred sex so there's more details in how to incorporate kinks and fetishes into your sex life in both of those that class and that book and i'll talk about it more in a solo episode but what i really want to emphasize is that your desires your fetishes your kinks are holy again if this is taking place between two consenting adults who the fuck cares literally i'm not necessarily going to be into what you're into and you're not necessarily going to be what i'm into and that's great it would be really boring if we were all into the same shit so don't allow other people to dictate what's right for you if you have a partner or somebody who's not into what you're into, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't be into that. It might just mean that you have to find a different outlet. And a lot of kinks can be explored as a devotional act through solo exploration or through partnered exploration. Remember being risk aware and um, always practicing, you know, consent are really, really important. Your desires are sacred. Your fetishes are sacred on all planes and all fucking ways and you know what last but not least what i've learned in my journey as a sex witch and a sacred slut is just be your fucking self be yourself 
Just be yourself. Allow your interests, your passions, and what guides you to be a part of this path and invite that in to be a part of this path, to seep through you, to be part of your devotion and part of your path and part of your work. Your magic and your passions and your hyperfixations will guide you to the next point of the journey and it'll keep unfolding that way. Sex is cyclical. You're not always going to be feeling the same way. Your interests and desires are going to change and you may very well be into things that you didn't ever think you'd be into. Honor that. Accept it. Love it. All parts of this journey are special and worthy of celebration. So just a few things I've learned on my path. I hope this is helpful for you. Let me know and I'll see you soon. Thanks for coming to Love, Lust, and Magic. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Love, Lust, and Magic. If this caught your interest, if this felt like a fuck yes in your body, I highly, highly recommend my book, Sacred Sex, The Magic and Path of the Divine Erotic. It is all about making your sexuality a pillar and a focal point of your magical practice. And I really dive into the hows of being a sex witch, of being a spicy witch. Um, there's spells, rituals, affirmations, journal questions, guidance from the tarot, as well as tarot spreads, a lot of history. And I even include interviews with sex therapists and somatic healers and sex workers and artists who are all focused on the erotic. And if you are looking to create a daily practice, whether with sex magic or not, I am sharing a new class on February 25th called Creating a Daily Practice That Feels Good, Fun, and Inspiring as Fuck. It's going to be really fun, and I customize how to create a daily practice based on your interest and what kind of witch you are. And I also have a new book coming out on March 19th called Goddess Energy, Awakening the Divine Feminine Through Myth and magic, which will help you share your orgasms and sexuality with the divine feminine, if that's something you're interested in. And as always, I have a bunch of classes up on my website, including Perverting the Tarot and Solo Kink Self-Seduction for Healing and Self-Empowerment, or Self-Seduction, I'm so sorry, Self-Seduction, Solo Kink for Healing and Self-Empowerment. And my Patreon has my essays called Diary of a Sacred Slut. Um, you can order all my books from the link below. And all those links below are there for you to keep up with me on social media and Instagram. So thank you so much for being here and I'll see you next week. Love, Lust, and Magic is produced by Zach Toman.